when I compare IIMs with ISV, ISV I would be a couple of notches higher because of the the research, the peer group, uh, the experience which people bring in, the faculty experience and the kind of you know the kind and quality of faculty which you get in ISV. I think it's at par with Harvard and and Wharton and those kind of you know quality which you get. Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. This is your host and founder, Avinash here. Today we are speaking to Mayur Satyavrat. Is that right, Mayur? That's right, that's right. So Mayur currently works in RBL Bank in India as Head of Learning, Organization and Leadership Development. Prior to this, Mayur was a director of human resources at Viacom 18 Media, during which I believe he also did his MBA from ISB, one of the premier B schools in India. Mayur's experience has largely been in HR, leadership management and organization development. Besides which, he has also obtained numerous degrees and certificates from Kellogg, Wharton, IAM, XLRI and several other institutions in India. Mayur, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, Avinash, and I'm glad to be part of the show. Yeah, and no, no worries at all. And in fact, to the to the audience who's listening, Mayur and I had to reschedule the interview a couple of times because he was really badly stuck in the rains in Bombay recently. It, it'd be really great to hear how that experience went along as well. So, Mayur, to begin with, how would you like to describe your journey in your own words? So, my journey certainly, uh, you know, I would like to describe that generally in my life, whatever had happened, it happened by design, you know, and uh, there was always a conflict between what my parents and what there would be social pressure on me to do certain things, vis-a-vis what I always wanted to do. And finally, what I did what actually I wanted to always do in my life. And that is all about in the area of, you know, the human aspects of, you know, the change, the organizing aspects of the change, social aspect of the change and development, because that's the area which fascinated me. And right from the childhood, you know, I would get intrigued by, uh, you know, the kind of dynamism, uncertainty, you know, the, 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 this field itself has excited me a lot. However, I had a lot of pressure from my parents and, of course, my family that I should get into <laughs> medicine or engineering. And those were the typical professions and all. However, I chose to get into humanities. I chose to get into an area which is related to human resources or, or capability building or, or, or organization development and so on and so forth. So I would say... The journey has been pretty fulfilling and, and, and I'm happy where I am today. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. You know, you, you say you started off saying it's, it's something that you lived, lived by purpose or, or rather lived by design. Do you think it, it's even more challenging in a place like India? I'm from India as well and, and you're quite right. You know, the default state seems to be engineering or medical. Um, do, do you think if someone really wants to explore anything non-engineering and non-medical related, do you think that seems to be the common pattern that it becomes more challenging and more purposefully driven to do anything besides the status quo? 
because people are still not very very that they're not aware of the opportunities and the option which is beyond these two functions and these two areas uh, however there are a whole lot of new opportunities which has come in and where people can make a career and they can make living out of that and they can also contribute uh, in, in, in you know in nation building in organization building and so on and so forth and those professions are equally as important as meaningful as engaging as other professions are so i'm not trying to demean that just because i'm in this profession those professions are not good those professions equally are important however i'm just saying that those are not the only two professions there are many more you know liberal art uh, you know the media you know writing acting drama so, so there are a whole lot of thing new thing which are just coming uh, anthropology sociology sociology psychology all these are you know very i would say emerging area emerging field and anybody who want to work in the area where i'm working let me tell you those are must to have those those i would say understanding and awareness of those fields are must to have in order to make it holistic and systemic and be relevant for the the, the different kind of organization and stakeholder where you work with otherwise it's like it's it's like going in the operation theater with just one, you know 5% and 10% of the knowledge so the analogy which i you know draw out is the field where i am is also like a being a doctor but being a doctor with much more knowledge you know because here the area is very wide huge abstract ever evolving dynamic changing so in order to be a relevant doctor and continuously do a successful operation to the patient patient here i'm mainly referring to the leaders referring to the employees organization and so on and so forth and so one has to continuously keep oneself abreast with that so certainly i would say that uh, things are changing i would not say it's still uh, the same what it would be in my time when i was doing my schooling uh, 20 years back uh, things have really changed it's changing a lot i would say particularly in a uh, smaller town b and c class cities of course things have i would say still same what you and i would have experienced 10 15 20 years back but in metropolitan like bombay delhi bangalore calcutta hyderabad things have really changed and people are looking forward for uh, you know various other kind of career options and and they are also going going for that so it's, it's beyond medical and engineering for sure Yeah that's that's really good to know that's, that's that's quite encouraging that things are changing uh, and that's that's required because I think I think it's required for a more holistic environment isn't it <laughs> Absolutely and and I think it's so many things there's so many things so many options that's what I'm just saying Absolutely um, absolutely so how how did the journey go for you in in terms of you know the career so you started off you said by by following the education route of humanities how what did the first job look like for you and how how has it progressed from there since so i always challenged uh, my being my doing my thinking everything and i have always been a uh, i believe in myself as an instrument of change and truly believe in the be the change the change which i always wanted to bring in in the organization myself organization teams and everywhere and 
so i've never taken a very normal set course so i am first masters which i did i did it in from delhi university and and that was in 19 and, and i was i was a mba in marketing mm-hmm. and i got a campus in in brand and marketing as as you know as a brand intern and then uh, it was uncle chips which was taken over by frito lays pepsi nice and, and then very i think immediately after a couple of months two three four months i realized that this is not what i want to do i want to do something else and after having undergone the first training which i have undergone and when i met the academy head there i talked to them that i think this is what i exactly i would like to do i would not like to to build my career in marketing i would like to build a career in learning and training is it possible to shift my field and the gentleman mr masaldan i still remember his name he said why not uh, you, you can and but there are some process through which we evaluate the competency of a facilitator or a trainer and if you make it certainly you can be one of the trainer and that's how a marketing post graduate mba guy shifting completely taking a 180 degree shift and making a career in training and that's how i never looked back and and after that i i made a full fledged career in training learning learning and development hr talent you know leadership development uh, organization development organization effectiveness culture and so and so forth so Why? all are linked yeah all are linked to you know so one while i would say that till 2005 i i would not know about even how od is different from learning because od was just a emerging field and uh, world over right from mit to harvard to case western they were doing a lot of research in the area of od but people will generally use this learning and development and od interchangeably so i i certainly again after having spent 5 6 years i felt that i'm missing something in this learning i'm not able to create that kind of impact which i'm creating and that's how gradually i moved from learning to od od to oe oe to change change to talent talent to whole lot of other area i see that's why why did you make a move from marketing to training i mean did it where did that spark come from did it uh, did, did you see someone did you have like a hero or or, or a guide or mentor who you said look that's what he's doing or she's doing and i want to go and do that did you see some career prospects like trying to understand what where the spark no, so came from it, so it was it was less because of uh, uh, me personally for my career and money and all it was more out of uh, i felt that this role has more power to make the difference you know by mm. by facilitating training i can make the difference in the life of people and i can bring those change which i always believed in so i think it was more purpose led and i was very clear that uh, anything which i do if it is making change and i see those change happening right in front i'll all pursue that kind of career and that's how i think i i, I there is no hero i would say but yeah uh, there were a couple of i had a very deep sense of gratitude uh, for some of my teacher who have taught me when i was in formative stage of my you know uh, i would say education mm. and i i felt that they have really helped me see my career 
and and I always have a very deep sense of gratitude and gratefulness for those guys. And and somewhere, of course, there's a huge difference between teaching and training. Training certainly is more more contemporary, more learner centric, more adult, you know, learning principles based rather than you know, one way. So 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 I I think it stemmed from there. It stemmed from power, having the power to make the difference in people's life help them shift right and 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 truly make the difference which i always wanted to make so i think it was more more of a purpose rather than career and money and all i see i see is is that why you agreed to come on the show as well because you wanted to spread the knowledge and spread the awareness and give back i'm just curious i think i think uh, the very fact you told me that uh, the purpose of the show is this I even didn't take uh, more than five minutes to agree, you know, and I think yeah. I just agreed uh, that is why not. And I think uh, if I can be a means to to clarify any doubt or can build the aspiration of many aspiring or prospective candidate, I think I'm I'm meaningful in my life. I'm adding value, and, and I think that's what I live my life for. <laughs> great great no that thanks a lot thanks a lot really appreciate that so in fact coming to you know uh, how, how you lived your life across the different um, education departments as well so I was really interested to hear your perspective not just in terms of the MBA but the fact that you've actually done numerous degrees and certificates from different places how how would you classify your MBA? First of all, I think you did MBA first from Delhi University and then from ISP, right? So That's right. first of all, you know what what led you to you know doing MBA twice, which is not very common. It, it's it's great that you've done it. I wish I could do it twice. Uh, you, you've done it twice. On the other hand, you've done many degrees and certificates. So what is the story behind that? What is the story behind continually? educating yourself in terms of um, you know the content out there so it's a good question and uh, so let me uh, so the whole reason and purpose behind continuously keeping myself abreast was uh, see whatever education which you do uh, or whatever we learn the whole lot of things so business education is not static it's very dynamic what do you learn in 15 years back, things completely changes 15 years down the line. You know, uh, the technology is changing, business model is changing, revenue model is changing, operating model is changing, cost model is changing, market dynamics are changing, whole lot of things are changing. And when you are into a corporate business environment, certainly in order to be relevant, you have to continuously keep on your keep on abreasting, keep on updating yourself in order to be relevant and add, keep on adding value. Because what we have learned may become irrelevant. So that was first reason why I, I chose to be. Second, because of the field and function and profession which I have chosen, which I have decided to be in, that itself required that uh, I have to develop myself in order to develop others. If I am not, if I operate completely out of sense of inadequacy, how I can add adequacy in others, right? Uh, and, and, and thereby, only way I can sustain and survive in the area of human resources or talent and learning and only is by continuously keeping myself, you know, updated with what is happening across the world, not only in India, in, in, in the area and field which I work with. Last but not the least is, I think, 
if you really want to grow also in organization uh, uh, certainly you have to be relevant for the stakeholder and you have to be relevant relevant for the shareholder you have to be relevant for the board now, i work in hr certainly hr has a very different language so all this while for 10 12 13 years i worked in learning od and learning od hr has a different jargon different nomenclature different lingo however you work in the larger context and the larger context is business where value creation you know value maximization uh, triple bottom line profitability these are the language now suddenly in order for you to have a common language with the board with the senior management team of the organization with the management committee of the organization you also make yourself relevant while you still may do hr your back end may be hr but your front end had to be what board understand what investor understand and that bridge can only be you know i would say you can create that bridge by being relevant and in order to be relevant you have to be continuously keep on educating yourself and making that investment and it helps in adding value itself it helps in adding value to stakeholder shareholder and it helps you know to add value to everyone at the large level and in the process you grow as well so certainly it has helped me a lot to grow uh, professionally and um, as well as personally so i would say it has helped me both the level and both the role which i play so not only at professional level personal level as well i feel that i'm growing yeah yeah i think yeah that that's that's amazing that's that's really interesting um how how was your mba experience different across universities i mean isp of course is you know a premium institution um yeah w- what was your experience at isp and you know looking back uh and being completely honest is is that an experience that was uh, worth the hype so i would say that i have been fortunate enough to to be across the world i've been to northwestern kellogg i've been to wharton I've been to MIT. I've been to Harvard. Uh, I've also done some work with Berkeley and all, and worked closely with INSEAD, both Chicago, whole lot of institution I've worked across. And, mm-hmm. and I would say that my experience at the ISP, including FTC Brazil and all, where I've been personally and I've studied there, I would say my experience with ISP was fantastic. Value for money. Uh, and why I'm saying value for money? Because the same quality of education uh, in Northwestern or in Wharton cost you at least two hundred thousand US dollar minimum. I got the entire same education done in forty thousand US dollar. So that's the first thing. I'm even less than that. So value for money. The quality of education is as good as. what one would get in harvard or what one, one would get i am not saying because i am alum of isp because i have seen the kind of rigor which and research they have so they have certain criteria to to hire student uh, on these criterias are almost as good as any 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 top 20 global uh, mba schools has you know uh, they have they look for life leadership they look for gmat score they look for the diversity they look for you know how the person can handle at you know inadequacy 
ambiguity, chaos, change, learning agility, and so on and so forth. So there's very clear defined competency, there's very clear defined aptitude, attitude, well-roundedness, and everything. And when you go through that selection process to make it, and every single student who are go who are there coming from a very different background. So I would say my experience has been absolutely fantastic right from the going through the selection process. Each and every student and co-traveler and peer learners are very unique and special because they all bring in such a different kind of diverse experience. And I think most of the learning happens through the peer. In this MOOC world where everything is freely available, massive online open courses, I think only competitive advantage which B schools has, including like ISV and any Ivy League colleges, that the the kind of student which goes there and the learning which happens through that, I think I would give the first, uh, you know, first credit to that. That's the best experience, which you don't get and you can't get anywhere. That's a beautiful experience. Second experience is you, you are taught by world's best professor who are best in the world, whether it's operation, whether it's decision making, whether it's a strategy, whether it is finance whether it is marketing, whether it's brand, whether it's HR, whether it's team, anything which you're taught by the world's best professor, who are nothing less than an institution themselves. Every prof, every teacher is just like an institution in themselves. They have so much of research behind them. And and every professor is not an armchair professor. These professors are practitioners who are on the board of 20 companies, whose net worth is $50 million, $100 million. They, so they are like, Truly, truly, I think I would say somebody who's making the difference in the life of people and working with the various hundred and thousands of corporations making the difference in all and they come and they teach you. So I think that's the second best experience I would say. You are taught by the people who are making the difference in the world, not only in India, across the world. You're taught by somebody who are in the board, who knows, who are coaching many Fortune 500 CEOs, you know, who are in the advising so and so forth. So I think those experiences are priceless, I would say. And how it helped is, it helped in preventing and preparing rather than repenting and repairing. It shortens your learning cycle. It gives you confidence to go back and apply what you have learned. It prepares you as a truly business leader. It gives you confidence to, to take any kind of risk. And either you can, if you're moving in a corporate, making the real difference, it also gives you confidence to be an entrepreneur. So I felt I got a lot of confidence. I got a confidence that I don't need a job. I need, don't need to do a job. So much confidence I got after having done my MBA from ISV. I thought maybe I can set up a few companies and I can I, I can do it very well. And I think I would give complete credit to ISP for that. I see. Complete, Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. That that's really nice. Did you did you do any course IM as well? I did it in, uh, yes, I am, uh, so, so two IAMs have been very, very closely associated with. I am Indore, I was, uh, I've done a course in HR, and, and it was a long time back, I did it in 2007. But I would compare, when I compare IAMs with ISV, ISV I would be a couple of notches higher because of the, the research, the peer group, uh, the experience which people bring in, the faculty experience and the kind of, you know, the kind and quality of faculty which you get in ISV, I think it's at par with Harvard and 
and what and those kind of you know, already which you get it. and that's what i would say while i'm not saying that the selection criteria of i am suppose they have cat mall hmm. uh, that's the only i would say because it's it's tough it's tough to get in there however i would say isp is, is well well rounded kind of an institution which gives equal importance on everything right from selection to everything and there i would you know i would give little higher weightage to isp of course my experience has in iim as well has been very very good so i would not say that uh, uh, but i would still say that uh, you know iims few of the iims have long way to go that way yeah yeah exactly because because um you know in india the they they compete pretty well don't they iims and the isp uh, i think there are iims and there's isp there's one of them is there only one campus still in isp or do they have more campuses now so they have one uh, institute and two campuses one in mohali another is in hyderabad ah, so they have two campuses yes. I see. Interesting. Interesting. Great. No, that's 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 really good to hear. Um, the experience of how IIMs and ISP, how ISP rather has really helped you along the way. Now, you obviously done the uh, MBA from there. Did you consider doing MBA itself from any anywhere else uh, that you mentioned across the US, like Kellogg, Wharton, etc.? So I, I was thinking of doing it from. You know, so I had shortlisted a zero on Duke. Uh, you know, Case Western is another uh, good university in US. Case Western, just because of the kind of research they do, and and for HR, I think it's still one of the best uh, in the world. I would say, because cutting edge research and some of the new concepts which is coming in HR are all coming from Case Western. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of doing from there, but finally, when I looked at uh, overall holistically. because mbe is not only about the functional area mbe is also into about building a complete holistic and systemic perspective about the organization and how it works so it's not only getting into one and that's how i changed my decision i thought if i really want to get a well rounded perspective holistic perspective at a, at a good price you know at one fourth of the price or maybe a little more less than that same value same output same learning same kind of faculty the faculty which who teaches in kellogg or teaches in wharton teaches in isp almost the same faculty yeah similar kind of student so i said why why would i spend four times more money going there might as well i do at one fourth of the cost in isp so yeah. i did i was looking for and that's how i chose isp exactly and how about in terms of your you know where you wanted to stay did you always have plans of staying in india or did you consider actually you know going to some other country so i do i do uh, uh, want to play global role not and i still am con- thinking of playing that role i would do that eventually uh, uh, of course there are certain family compulsions with my wife is a doctor mm-hmm. and she works with glaxo glaxo Uh, she's a director there, and suddenly we we so it has to be together. It can't be that I move and see. Yeah, true. Both both are both are in career. So that was the limiting, I would say, thing. Uh, she has an opportunity to move to U.S. in Chicago, never before that. But I didn't have as so that's how we didn't. But now certainly we are exploring, uh, and and this degree will also help me. ISP will help me. Uh, of course, there also I had an opportunity to move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. 
from my streets and because there are almost 25-30 percent placement happens which is outside of India and there are many people who are in fact like all across the world in US, Singapore, Midwest, everywhere you know so I did have but I chose to be in India now I'm thinking of certainly maybe uh, out of two, three, four places you know I made you go down on that yeah interesting very interesting how how much role do you think <clears throat> you know the mba has played in your current job or your current role do you think you would be doing what you're doing right now even without an mba just trying to get a perspective of how big an impact it's had i think i would not be even operating at a half of my level <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, being relevant to the stakeholder uh, mainly talking about when you are dealing with a guy, all are from IIM, Ahmedabad, guys from Harvard, all CEOs and everyone. Uh, in order to have the seat on the table and have the same language, I think ISPA has really helped me most, I would say that. Because I would not feel second to anyone. I would understand what they would speak exactly at the, their level, going at their level. Only difference would be perhaps experience. Otherwise, anything which they would talk, and, 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 and can have a very leveled up kind of a conversation and being relevant. So I would give, uh, I think, at least 50% credit to ISP. It has helped me at least, uh, I have recovered my cost in three months, what I've invested. Hey guys, I really hope you've been enjoying this episode. I just wanted to take a small break and tell you that I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. If you have any feedback, please feel free to email me at avinas at mbajam.com. And if you're not aware already, we also have a dedicated Facebook and Slack group where we talk a lot more about MBA. These groups are open to anyone who wants to come in and discuss about MBA, future careers, along with others on the same journey as you. To find out more about how to join these groups, please head over to the website, the MBA Jam. Let's head back to this amazing episode. Yeah, it's very interesting the kind of perspective because I've spoken to so many people and and what you just described is very similar to what happens with the US. Uh, in the US as well because the MBA again is very popular in the US. Again, uh, I've heard this a few times saying it gets you a seat on the table. It actually gives you the confidence and um, you know proper respect when you're having interaction with someone who's done MBA from Harvard or Columbia or Berkeley, for example. On the other hand, the perspective is very different in the UK and Europe because probably because it comes out of the fact that the MBA is not, it's not something that is necessary or it's not something that is given that much of premium, um, you know, position uh, about, about how you interact on the higher level. Uh, in the companies but it seems like it's, it's very similar to the India as well like how it's in the US it's it, it gives you it almost gives you the right to stand up uh, that you've had some backing right absolutely interesting absolutely. Yeah. and it also helps build that kind of competence in you to which get translated into confidence so it's not a it's not a hollow confidence I think it's a very very filled and solid and grounded confidence because it equipped you with those kind of competency which is required in a business environment to deal any kind of ambiguity, complexity, uncertainty, chaos and that helps you to deal with, with a lot of 
you know, stillness and calmness and everything. And, and, and I think that really empowers you from the deep. And, and, and I think when you get empowered from the deep, you can deal any kind of, you know. And I think in business it's required. In business you need that, otherwise, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In in terms of you know what you were able to get in terms of the guidance or experience, did you did you speak to a lot of people who had done MBA from either ISP and the other institutions you were considering? Uh, are the alumni and other institution uh, you know stakeholders also very helpful in in helping you make the decision? So I did speak to a couple of them. Uh, you know, I did speak to a couple of them, not a couple of them, rather more of them. Rather, I've been to the institute personally, I've gone to the institute which I was trying, to, you know, I was considering that I'll join. So I went, I, I looked up, I looked at their teaching methodology, the course credits, how, what kind of credits they have, what kind of faculty they have, what kind of student who have joined in the previous years. You know, how many intakes they take, how, what is the placement and all. Everything, I think I've done the research. So I've done both primary as well as secondary research. And based on that, certainly I have done the complete analysis. I I did the complete, I would not say saw, but I've done a comparative analysis of uh, institution based on the 10 factors which I've created. And, and then I've given a score plus minus and whatever have scored high, I think, including value for money and that's how I've, I've chosen I chose ISV because including opportunity cost because ISV is a one year course so opportunity cost wise certainly you see one year uh, you know that way as well otherwise when you go for two years certainly you are you're losing the compensation and earning opportunity for one year plus so whole lot of factors which comes into play yeah yeah keeping keeping all that in mind what what are some of the factors that you were actually surprised uh, when you got into ISP and and during your MBA year, is that something you did not account for, and that was a surprise, either positive or negative? <laughs> so I say surprise was uh, first surprise was the two year course was crunched into one year, and thereby uh, because it's the same course what you study in two years in Harvard. You have to study the same course, same credit, everything is same almost, syllabus, everything is same, same case studies. And you have to study in one year. So the first surprise is there's no sleep. Uh, sleep is not even two to three hours per day. Were you married and back when, then as well or were you single? Yes, <laughs> I was married. And then when you're not getting even two to three hours sleep and you have to slog uh, and you have so many things to do, you have classes, you have assignments. You have a group group task, you have simulation, whole lot of things which is there. And how do you do that? How do you manage that? Because and that was a big shock and surprise. That how will you sustain for so many days without any sleep at all? So initial shock, of course, anybody gets that. That's that's like second shock and surprise which which I got was suddenly uh, meeting some of the role model some of the people who you only hear and, and you never get to meet them you know? and all those people they come and they teach you, you know? uh, who is who of the world thought leader you know? I'm saying the likes of 
the dean of Wharton, dean of you know, MIT, dean of Kellogg. These are thought leaders, and they, they, they have they have so many papers, books, research behind us. And you see them, and you see them teaching you. And that, that presently it shocks you and surprises you. Third shock and surprise which you get is don't the next guy who's sitting to you in the class, that guy would be a crazy guy. The guy would have done a whole lot of crazy stuff which you and I even can't figure out, you know. So every second guy who's sitting next is actually a life leader. Either have learned some 10 languages at the age of 10 years hmm. or somebody who have innovated you know have ran a company of robotics and created a content company and ran it for 7, 8, 10 years and suddenly decided to come so everybody comes from a very very different somebody who comes from a village area hmm. didn't have money to study farmer's son studied in a vernacular school but but have come up come up you know, through a lot of struggle come up the way and, 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 and reached where the person has reached. Hmm. So every life is so unique in ISV. Every second person is so unique. When you actually go interact with them, you find them, wow, I'm so, 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 you feel humbled. You feel that so much talent available, so much to learn from these are people. people. I got soft. I got soft. So in my batch, batch of 60, I think there are 50% batchmates, they're CEOs now. CEOs of large companies like SAP, Hitachi, those kind of companies I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Vedanta, they all are CEOs. And, 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 and because I would say that they all had those kind of leadership. They have sold those kind of leadership. Many guys have been, got into IS officer, became UPSC, cleared UPSC, IIT, UPSC, and suddenly decided to leave that, come and join MBA from high school. And many, I'm not saying, there are many of them, I'm saying there are five, six, seven guys. Mm-hmm. So all crazy guys, and this shocked and surprised me. Yeah. Because being, a, being an IS officer is a dream for many people. And then there, in their administrative services, because people are still crazed for those red light, you know, you understand red light, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm leaving that, all this, I'm saying that I'm chucking this behind and I'll do ISP, I'll do MBA from ISP or similar kind of institute, I'll do something that's a different thing in life. So these are some of the socks, uh, sock which I got, the surprises which I got in ISP. Uh, of course, the campus is so beautiful that you never, you never feel that you are you know, in India, you feel that you're studying. Maybe ISV campus is better than, more beautiful than the Harvard campus or mm-hmm. uh, or, or Wharton campus. Of course, Northwestern campus is beautiful. But it is as beautiful as Northwestern and Kinnock campus. Nice. ISV. I've never been there. I should now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful campus. Yeah. It's very interesting you mentioned in terms of perspective because I'm I'm kind of shocked when you, when you say that because, you know, when I think about MBA in India, I, I think every next person next to you you know will will probably have engineering or or you know doctor or maybe a lawyer or something but now you're telling me there's actually different perspectives that come in i wouldn't have thought about it earlier (laughs) yeah that's actually happening correct that's right 
interesting very interesting great uh you mentioned the fact that you know you mentioned it passing the one point of time you were thinking you could just you know start something of your own or get into entrepreneurship so why didn't you why why didn't you get into entrepreneurship or start something of your own and is that is that something that's still on the cards is that something that's still on your mind yes so i'm looking for in fact i'm in touch with isv and isv has a uh, uh, there are nine centers they have now i think there are 11 and these centers are nothing but these are innovation and incubation centers in specific sector mm-hmm. uh, so like they have center for media they have center for retail they have center for telecom they have center for engineering and these are isb uh, centers you said isb centers okay. which does research in the area and and try to work in that same sector with the industry and they have center director and all and they have also center for entrepreneurship and the center for entrepreneurship certainly innovation and incubation as well they have so they invite and they there of course they work through alum uh, and alum across all the batches uh, and they also invite seed capital and everything they they first they ask every alum to submit the business model the new model cost model everything then that is around that and they call that investors and everything you know and they provide those kind of ecosystem around but in fact there are some funding which as an institute i we also does it to, to to promote that kind of entrepreneurs So certainly, I have not given it up because I'm. I think I'm. I'm still very, very passionate about it, and I would go for that mm-hmm. for sure. In RBL Bank, uh, the reason why I joined also because I'm just like an entrepreneur. I'm a shareholder for the bank. I have the share for the bank. I have good stock. Actually, I've created good wealth here, mm-hmm. having having worked here for four years plus. So I would say that I wanted to create that piece. now i'm looking at to set up something in the area of uh, you know i'll be blending talent and technology together and let me tell you this is one of the fastest growing field not only in india but across the world faster than any industry so this which one is training and development no i'm saying talent talent management talent management yeah talent technology so how do you integrate both technology and talent together uh, because any products which is in this area Which is on technology platform, you can really make it a huge success uh, because the model can be scalable, and and it's a huge opportunity. So, still not very many players are there. I mean, I at least, uh, you know, at least whatever I know. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you because I've I've seen a lot of you know industries. getting disrupted by technology and and by new ways of doing things i think you know something about recruitment or something about talent management or or any kind of employee engagement in terms of upskilling i think that is still lacking behind a lot isn't it it is yes. i think not lacking behind i think people have not even scratched the surface <laughs> so there is a huge huge potential there in that area Um, nice. So you're thinking of exploring something in that area? I'm planning to explore in that area and maybe more. So there are nine or ten area which I've zeroed down: assessment, talent management, you know, uh, ODL change, leadership development. So like that, there are nine or ten area which I've I've zeroed down. Maybe 
I'll go a little deeper slightly to understand how's the market, how's it growing, which are the market, which are the players. So I'll I'll do those research first and put those numbers around that and see kya hai, what is the entry barrier, what are the service libraries, you know, in terms of capital and other things. So once I've done that, certainly I'll, I'll, I'll. But yeah, I'm looking to be in that space from now till six to nine months. That's the horizon which I'm looking perfect no i think i think that's excellent good good luck for that uh, you know all the best i i hope it goes really well thank you appreciate that uh mere one question i had is you know what is the one thing you wish i had asked you so see one thing perhaps you could you could have asked me is rather i would have said one plus one two Mm-hmm. and uh so the, everything you know so the biggest thing in my life is at least is the failures what are you know mm. whenever i have failed and, and and certain thing which i wanted to do but i couldn't do and how certainly how those failures and series of failures has helped me become who i am today and where i am today because the best learning happens through the mistakes which you make the failures which you have in your life and how do you how do you reflect learn through that and don't repeat it because there's always a cost of learning yeah isn't it and and i think that one thing i would have liked to because whatever you commit whatever mistake which you commit whatever failure because there's a cost which you have paid for it and those learnings are the highest level of wisdom anybody can so it's i think uh the time has come to move from being smart to being wise mm. and wisdom happens how do you treasure how do you cherish how do you create a reservoir of failures which you have in your life and and, and reflect and make it your own personal learning you know that i call it creating your own abstract concept in grounded theory of life and that's what makes you as a unique and differentiated individual cool so different from are there are there any specific or is there any specific failure that comes to mind for you that has really you know given you this kind of insight so there are many in fact uh, i would say and uh, i would say not done there are many and uh, there are some professional failures there are some personal failures as well i would say yeah. but let me since it is a, about business education mba I'll, i'll keep it uh the professional failures and all of them so 2007 i joined a organization which was indian grown investment banking and broking firm which is motilal oswal and I joined 2007 as a vice president and head of OD talent. So I've grown very fast in my life. You know, I became a GM at 27, vice president at 29, director at 31. I've never seen so grown very very fast and done well in my life and career. Mm-hmm. So when I was I, I was just 29, became the head of Motilal Oswal, working directly with the chairman and the founder. and before joining certainly i had very clearly contracted with him i asked him many things because it's very important to to help a founder 
or the chairman articulate the dream and socialize the dream so that everybody owns the part of the dream otherwise the dream if it is not socialized uh, it becomes just an individual dream an organization is never made by one person organization is made by set of people who work there and unless they are bought into that you can't build a institution and organization and i have done all those work very very clearly i have done those interview visionary interview asking what is the aspiration individual aspiration collective aspiration how the person sees this organization 5 7 10 years down the line and i took the decision to join that i moved from a metlife which is a fortune 35 company to a indian home grown broking firm investment banking i took a risk in life very established career doing very well had a large team of 55 member joining all by myself alone organizing trying to align the dream with the founder and all worked there for almost 8 9 10 months a year suddenly market tanks there is a you know the 2008 may what happened to the global market and indian stock market right yeah everything just stopped and the most impacted industries were investment banking broking because market suddenly crashed a lot believe i was doing a workshop with the top leadership including the chairman sitting and the including directors the that workshop was all about think 15 vision 2015 in 2008 and and it was all about visioning vision mission values culture role goal workshop which i was doing and i was facilitating that and suddenly while do the works of the market tank and suddenly see one dream one market crashing down i saw the dream of the organization crashing down mm. and i saw what i was there and what i was hired there for to build the organization scale up has become scale down hiring has become firing you know mm. and and suddenly you go with the feeling of building and then this particular situation you are in and finally you have to deal with it how do you do with it and and you come to a level whereas suddenly you have to lose, you 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 lost your job i lost my job in 2008 because of that lost job of course i got another job immediately without any gap but the conversation has reached between the founder and me whereas uh whereas i had no choice except to leave the organization there was cost and the organization brought in a, so the learning which i have now in the hindsight is when you are building an institution you have to move you have to move the organization from a head count which is a cost to heart count hmm. the shift has to be head count to heart count and if you don't make that shift you will never be able to build a long term sustainable organization which is based on emotions of the people then you will build a transitional organization you will not build a stable organization that's a learning which i have through that thing second shift which you have to make is instead of few people suffering a lot let everybody suffer a bit so instead of few people suffer a lot let everyone suffer a bit and if everybody suffers a bit suffer a bit that creates the camaraderie and team bonding because everybody is there together in that moment and and then you will see a simple level sync how difficult time it will come
how do you build that kind of culture in organizing and how do you become an instrument to build that kind of culture right so these are some of my biggest learning which i have and and which has made me very very strong i think that particular thing which came to my life which was completely low i didn't know but i'll i'll hit one day with this and when it did did hit me i think i dealt with it i came out successfully and when i look at on the hindsight i think i thank god that it has happened to me at that stage of my career and i could deal it and thereby i'm very very comfortable with any kind of any kind of difficult situation and ambiguity chaos and situation and that's what i would say that failure particular failure has helped me make the kind of person who i am and i'm talking to you today right now. yeah i think i think it's really interesting you know <coughs> your line of from head count to heart count i mean that's that's amazing <laughs> i think i think i'm going to make that as a subject of of this particular episode thank <laughs> you yeah and it's true okay thanks great mate this has been excellent talking to you thanks a lot for your time today how how do people know more about you and how can they get in touch with you so thank you so much avinash i truly appreciate that you chose me to be part of this conversation and interaction and i truly appreciate and value your time too no. i would like people to get uh, connected to me through social media or you know or sometime can text me as well on my number uh, you know that's i'm okay with it uh, when they text me and if i give them the time certainly they can speak to me as well because i'm available on whatsapp and phone as well so my email id is m satyabrat m s a t y a v r a t at yahoo.co.in uh, i am also available on uh, facebook linkedin and twitter you know and uh, twitter of course i am available on uh, m satyabrat and that's my you know account uh facebook mayur satyabrat uh LinkedIn again by yourself to get so you know you can you can easily find me on the thomas my mobile number of course is 9930455152 and since i am in mumbai india need to prefix plus 91 in our position but before calling i would request you to please text uh, or send me a text or whatsapp me and, and if i'm available certainly you can have a chat we can maybe after after okay yeah my this this is mean This has been awesome. This is the first time someone's actually giving out a phone number on the show. So yeah, really appreciate that. <laughs> But the condition, condition to to text and then, uh, yeah, absolutely, guys. Please be considerate of that if you do uh, get across to Mayur. In fact, in fact, when Mayur says he he's he's taken on social media, he really means it. All of our you know conversation, everything was arranged on WhatsApp. we didn't we didn't do that much of emails and you know other kind of slow traditional media so yeah really appreciate your time today mayur thanks a lot and and when you say you really want to give back uh, i i i can really see that coming through now <laughs> thank you thank you truly appreciate it. i talking to you guys same take here take care bye 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 Thank you for listening to the MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to the mbajam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.